Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to this dark corner of the podcast sphere, where every day feels like a never ending Monday. A place of eternal workload, where fun simply does not exist. Whoa, who's that dark figure over there in the corner? Oh, it's just the Grim Reaper on his lunch break. Crusty roll and a mug of tepid water again, is it? You miserable bastard. Welcome to... Where there's a will, there's a way. As we trudge on in our flesh vessels, unsure of our destiny and failing to comprehend the true meaning of life, we welcome our guests to this bleak box. Now, some podcasts ask their guests about how they became successful, but on this podcast, we ask our guests about how they think they're going to die. So we keep it light, Kath, yeah? Fuck off. And joining me today to talk about his very own funeral wishes is the truly brilliant and quite unique Adam K. It's lovely I've got the choir in the corner. Feels a bit extravagant, but yeah. Well, we've taken them out of the cage and uh, we've given them some water and a banana. And uh, and they're very happy. They're very content with that. So, like, do they just sing anything we ask them to? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, sometimes I have to kick them, but but they they do respond. So, but Adam, it is fucking beautiful to have you here. Thanks are, for having me. Are you still referred to as Doctor? If I'm trying to get an upgrade on a plane, yes. uh, then uh, which never works. Okay. Uh, or. Yeah, no, not. I mean, I st- I've still got doctor on my bank card because I don't know how to. How, how do you change your name on your bank card? Uh, but other than that, feels wrong because if there's an emergency, yes, and like I'm all doctor this, doctor that, then yeah. yeah, I think I might come unstuck. Okay, and your fabulous book, this is going to hurt. When when did that come out, Adam? Oh, I should know the answer to questions like that, shouldn't I? Yes. 2017. Oh, right, OK. And I, I left medicine in 2010. Oh, you left medicine, right, and then focused on your comedy and, and the writing. Yeah, and then turns out I was much more successful when I talked about medicine than trying to <laughs> be on my own too. I, there, was a, there was a period of time when, I, when I'd left medicine, because I left medicine in a slightly, in a, in a difficult way, that when I decided I'm now a comedy writer, comedian sort of thing, I didn't want to I refer to the medicine stuff. No, I can be a proper comedy nice. writer. Yeah. And then I sort of stumbled around being relatively unsuccessful. And then the moment I go back to medicine, they're like, oh, this guy, we love him, the old doctor bloke. (laughs) Well, they do 
say, write what you know. I'm never sure about that because most people have got really, really boring lives. Mm. I want to hear about that. Yes, yes. But your life certainly wasn't boring, was it? I mean, being a doctor working for the it NHS. It was definitely disgusting yes. and traumatic. <laughs> and yeah, I think, you know, we all have a relationship with uh-huh. the NHS. The NHS, I think, is the most amazing, precious thing we have in this country and it's so upsetting to see what's happening at the moment the lack of respect for the people who work there and because at the time that we're recording this this is january 2023 oh yeah this might not go out for another five years yes and it just might have been closed down by then You never know. But at the moment, it's in a pretty bad place, isn't it? It's not really being looked after properly by this current Tory government. Correct. And not just currently, but the last 12 fucking years, they're they're letting it lose its way and running it into the ground. It's a political decision. Yeah. How much you fund the NHS. And by Mm. funding the NHS, that's how much you pay the people who work there. And if they're being treated so badly, they're all leaving, then that's a decision to wind down the NHS. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist in general, Mm. apart from the royal family being lizards. Oh, yeah. And um, other other than that, it's difficult not to believe that some of these people don't have a vested interest. I'd like to know exactly how many of these people making these decisions' lives will be improved Mm. if there's more private healthcare. Mm. Very interesting. Now, Adam, just a bit of a rundown so you're not caught off guard about the topics we'll be discussing. And not to give you an existential crisis or anything, but with each breath you take, you're seconds closer to your impending death. A stark outlook, right? Well, let's look on the bright side. You're still alive and kicking for now. So let's talk about what you want when you're on the other side. Let's get into it, shall we? We've got three sections. First, we'll discuss your untimely passing in the death. Then it's off to the funeral. And lastly, we'll chat about the will and the wake. And just so you know where we're up to, I've got us a choir to sing to us. Hit it. The death. So, Mr K, how do you want to die? It's a tricky one, (laughs) obviously. Um, The thing that worries me Mm. is that it'll just get forgotten too soon. Oh, okay. So, like, um, you you get the alert or the BBC News alert or or if it's a very famous person, we see them on their website or Mm. on a a paper and, oh, they've died. Oh, okay. But the next day it's sort of forgotten. So I just like a way that it could string out for a bit. So if there was some sort of mystery to it, if I'm found scattered in 300 pieces across the world. Oh. You know, something so like a big, you know, it can be, ooh, what's happened here? That, you know, a big investigation, something that's ultimately going to be, you know, there'll be a couple of different documentaries right. on different streamers about quite the, the mystery of how I died. Yeah. That's that sort of thing, because then it stays relevant. Right. Because otherwise it's just sort of one and done, dead, forgotten. That's it. So you want to be sort of blown up into uh, smithereens, into a million pieces. I don't know, just Something intriguing, something a bit Jonathan Creek, you know. Right. So it's clearly been a murder of some description. I'm pretty annoying to live with. I'm sure at some point my husband will kill me. I 
But you know the problem nowadays is we're more interested in the murderer than the person that's been murdered. So if your husband did murder you, I'm afraid Netflix, all the focus would be on him. It's going to be on him. Maybe it needs to be more of a mystery. Okay. You know, there's a locked room. Like that that spy who was found dead inside a suitcase. Oh, the It was all locked and like, I I don't really know how it played out, but that was certainly in the news for, for a while. That kind of vibe. But I suppose it is interesting, your idea of, you know, I suppose that's that's what we worry as humans. The main worry about dying is being forgotten. Yeah. You know, everyone's... That's wor- all right, so many fucking books. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, <laughs> One of those has to hang around. Well, everyone wants to sort of make their mark somehow, didn't they? So that they're not forgotten. Yeah. And I suppose if you're murdered in mysterious circumstances, yeah, I suppose it would sort of be a longer lasting thing. Oh my God, yeah, that Adam Kay. Yeah, he was... uh... I want the death section on my Wikipedia page to be the longest one. Oh, really? Yeah, maybe it gets its own separate page. <laughs> the death. Yeah, the murder. Then, yeah. I'm just trying to think of who who has had an extraordinary death where... Well, I suppose it is... So you think about really famous people like Princess Diana. People were still talking about that, and that's nearly 30 years ago, isn't it? Yeah. In fairness, she was a bit more famous than me. I know I've got, I know a, I've got a few more years, hopefully, to, you know, to ramp it up. But yeah. I don't think my fame is going to be... <laughs> The thing that makes the story. That's not going to be the thing that creates the news alert. Right, okay. It's going to have to, it's going to have to be mode of death. Yes. So you want to be murdered? I think so. At the hands of your husband? Or... Well, not I mean... You're worried now about him getting more well-known, aren't you? Yeah, it is a worry. But I guess I guess I've probably annoyed enough people over the <laughs> over the years. Well, I think that's quite an interesting way to go, actually, to be murdered. Any particular you know, suffocation? It's like Cluedo now, suffocation. I want it to edge. be fairly quick, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Maybe just a you know, quick slash around the neck. Ooh. Okay. And then it's done. Yes. And that and that would be that quick, yes. You'd know about this being a doctor. And we didn't at that actually they as part of our training, they didn't teach us murder techniques. Okay. It's one of the it's one of the big gaps <laughs> in medical school education at the moment. But if someone um, came in with a slit throat, would you just say, Oh, don't bother? That's an interesting question. Because when so like if you see someone on the you know, collapsed on the street, yes. you do CPR. You know, yes. you do you you know, you do the, the basic first aidy stuff to like support stuff you know to keep them going and there are only a few contraindications mm. to starting CPR and one of them is decapitation right so it, it does say that on the on, oh, the, on the list <laughs> and like uh, you know if you did a really good swipe with the with the sword yes then yeah then probably just leave it there I mean one would have hoped that if you're going to be a doctor you'd have some common sense and know there's no point in trying to get someone back to life if they're actually head is no longer part of their body. Did yeah. It, did it have to be put on the list? Yeah, there's, a, there's an argument. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's probably the NHS. It's all paperwork now, isn't it? It's all that fucking paperwork. So how do you think the reaction to your death will be? I mean, obviously you want a country in mourning. Okay. But I just, I'm not sure. I, I just think intrigue is probably enough. It doesn't doesn't really matter what I do for the rest of my career. Mm. I'm very unlikely to do something that was read by so many people as this is going to hurt. So I'm, I might as well just accept I'll be, oh, he was that 
that this this might hurt person. Yeah, <laughs> that the, the doctor wrote a thing. So I'm going to be that guy. It's slightly depressing every new project I I start. Is this going to be the one? No, it's, it's just not, is it? Realistically. So you've topped it. You've topped. Yeah. It. You, you you've peaked. I have, which is which is good. It takes the pressure off a bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but why bother carrying on? Wouldn't you just want to? Don't you just want to have an easy life? Put your feet up. Yeah, but I also want to be able to, for example, pay for the shopping. So that, you know, that that inspires me to keep going. There is that. But your book has been such a huge success. I mean, wouldn't that keep you going for a bit? No, I've been. I've obviously been hugely lucky with the success of the book. But I don't think any writer really has the level of success that they're just like, right, I'm done. And also... If you're a writer, if you're a creative of any kind, you do have that thing in you that wants to keep going and mm. uh, and do something else, even if, you know, deep inside, it's not going to be as popular. You still want to use your voice. Your voice still needs to be heard, Adam. Yeah, I'm a genius. Absolutely. Can't deprive the world of this. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Oh, God, it's Naya. Whoa, where are you off to, Cathy? You seem like you're in such a rush. Well, seeing as though we've wrapped an hour earlier today, I've got time to squeeze in seeing my mate. But I still don't have any time to read my new book, catch up on the TV series I'm watching, or just have a second to relax and have some me time. That's why I'm in such a hurry. I know that feeling all too well, Kath. Shall I give you some good old goddess advice? Please do. Therapy. It does wonders for people. It's a great way of learning coping skills and helping you to figure out what matters the most so you can do more of it. That's all well and good. But how will I even find the time for therapy when I'm always so busy. Ah, well, that's the beauty of BetterHelp Therapy. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Wowza, that sounds like the absolute dream. I'll definitely be giving that a go. With over 1,000 therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash wake. That's betterhelp.com slash wake. Oh, Goddess Charlie, are you feeling all right? No, Cathy, I feel awful. I'm riddled with virus. Oh, well, get out of this booth. I'm already full of lurgy. I don't want to get another one. Oh, no, not like that. I'm fit as a fiddle, fresh as a daisy, strong as an ox. I get it, goddess. What's up, then? I'm exposed. I'm vulnerable, Cathy. My computer's been hacked. Oh, goddess, what were you thinking? Didn't your parents teach you about protection? I know, I know. But I've done my research and there is help out there. Have you heard of NordVPN? They're the Batman, the Luther of cybercrime. Ooh, that does sound attractive. But I'm not one of those tech-savvy types. I bet it's the right faff to get it set up. No, it's just one click on the NordVPN app and you're protected. Your computer condom is on. Hurrah! Exactly. Their threat protection feature shields your devices from viruses, malicious malware and phishing sites. Also, one NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices. Plus, you can get access to streaming services in other regions. Lovely. I bet that costs a pretty penny. No, all that for the price of a cup of coffee per month. Blimey. 
To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash where there's a will. Our link will also give you four extra months plus a bonus gift. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support our podcast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. So I think now we're going to move on to the funeral. The funeral. It still makes me laugh, these little jingles. Yeah, they're so cheery. <laughs> they're very cheery. So, the funeral, what's it going to be? I've been thinking about this, and there's a lot of people who want the funeral. I don't want it to be a sad affair. I want it to be a celebration of my... I want everyone to be fucking devastated. They've got an infinite amount of time to celebrate my life and yeah. build huge memorials and have seasons of on BBC One about me. I want the. I don't want to skip right to the end of grief. I want proper wailing. Oh, lovely! Yeah, there's nothing fun about this funeral. This is the the opposite of the New Orleans model. Yeah, I want. Grim, sad devastation. Do you want... What's your husband's name? James. So do you want James throwing himself on the coffin? Oh, yeah. Pounding on it. Come back, Adam, come back. My life is going to be pointless without you. I mean, if he's been arrested... Oh, yeah. I mean, assuming he didn't do it, then, 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 yeah, absolutely. I'm not a religious person, but my family is Jewish Mm -hmm. and sort of, as often happens with religion, it's diluted through the generations to the point where it's sort of fucking homeopathy at my level. But, but like, hatch, match, dispatch, the things that religion sort of do well. Uh Um, And so I've been to an awful lot of Jewish funerals and there is no way of making those ones in any way enjoyable or light or anything. It's designed to be miserable. Like men and women have to are segregated on opposite sides of this horrible concrete Soviet car park looking building and there's an unadorned coffin and then sort of, you know, and prayers in a to me unintelligible language and yeah, it's just, it's always raining. They're yes. only, allow, only allowed to do it when it's <laughs> fucking it down with rain, I think. So, yeah, there's something, you know, it's telling you you're going to die. Mm. It's horrible. Yes. Now, I've been to, I think I've been to one Jewish funeral many years ago. Lovely person that I knew from my childhood. And, yeah, I did find it extraordinarily bleak. It was, it very much had a very serious, sombre atmosphere. And there's no opportunity to pimp it up in any way, normally. No. So there's no coming up and doing readings and stuff, certainly in the orthodox funerals that I've I've been to. With one exception, who was my grandmother, my, my wonderful grandmother, who, who was who was a great person. And she she died. She, she, she lived a, a long old time and, and she died and we went to the, the funeral. And she had somehow persuaded the rabbi who was doing the service to let her provide her own eulogy. Oh, wow. Okay. I wrote about this at length in uh, in my my latest book called Undoctored, and but it was the the, but the gist of it was uh, she sort of she did miss a trick because she should have started with Woo. It, <laughs> it was it was very weird hearing her voice being like right. So I'm dead, and oh well, it was recorded. No, no, no. Sorry, no. Oh. It was. It wasn't recorded. It was just written. Oh, I so see. she just typed it. You know, yeah, wrote, yeah. wrote it out, and then the rabbi read it out. A re- rabbi read it out in a very different accent. Oh, to right. her, So yes. that made it a bit sort of seancey. Yeah. Um, but she's talked through 
her life and all these things that you know we didn't know about yeah. her childhood and how she met my granddad and that was that was that was nice and then, and then after that it was straight back to the to the to the grim the serious stuff yeah are there any rules at your funeral like because this strict orthodox jewish that you're you know you can't show any joy what are the rules at your funeral then do you want joy to be i know you want everyone in tears no 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 joy whatsoever i I'd, I'd i'd like I'd like quite a big guest list, I oh, think. Oh, okay. I'd like, again, this is another opportunity for press, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, I don't really care who it is. Uh-huh. Any Anyone's invited. Like those shows that were on ITV, an audience whiff. Oh, and yeah. this is sort of totally random scattering of celebrities <laughs> who've clearly never met each other before. And it's, you know, it's Margaret Atwood, then it's Scylla Black. And then, you know, so, so yeah, I'm ha- one, of, one of those. Nice, nice. So we just want to pack it out. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't need to have ever met them. I mean, it's funny, isn't it, when uh, really famous people die and, and if their funeral is televised. So who was the... I mean, Michael Jackson had his funeral. That was filmed, wasn't that it? That was. That was quite ostentatious. Yes, yeah. And there was lots of... Uh, it was like a concert, really. Mm. And would you want that? If there's no joy, you don't want any music, do you? don't think so. I mean, the only thing is there is... There is one, there's one lovely song that I've always thought would be the perfect um, funeral song, um, which is uh, "Days" by Kirsty McCall. Oh, beautiful! Amazing song, and it's it's melancholy, and but it's it's just it's poetry. It's it's wonderful, and I'm saying this now because it's official and it's recorded. And because I remember years ago, I said to, it came on the radio, and I said to James, "When I die, yes. if you're still around, you know, I'd love that to be played." And then every so often, I test him on it and be like, <laughs> "What was that song I said that I once played?" It's like, "Oh God, was it Take That?" No, it wasn't Take That. When have I ever listened to Take That? Where's anybody ever listened to Take Fucking That? <laughs> so now we know it's it's documented. So it's Days the Kirsty McColl version because I don't think that was written by Kirsty McColl. Going into my memory bank Ooh. of youth and music interest, I think it was actually written by Ray Davis of the Kinks. Thanks, Ray. And they do a lovely version, but I agree with you. I think Kirsty McColl's version is beautiful. Now it is recorded. Now everyone will know that that's what you want. <laughs> so that's what you're going to fucking get. And uh, do you want to be buried or cremated? What's going on there? Um, I try to be environmentally sensitive and I guess given the amount of, you know, space it takes up, we shouldn't all be buried. I don't know, but oh, maybe well, it uses is... energy to, to, yes, to, to it, burn in the first place. It's actually our resident funeral, natural funeral director, Rue Kanda, has informed us that cremation is actually worse for the environment. All oh, right, okay, so I don't need to feel bad about that. We were doing our wills oh, yeah. uh, a few months ago, and it was actually it was just coming to the end of COVID, so it was long, longer than a few months ago, and it was being done on Zoom. We had this big, long, relatively depressing session with this solicitor, because normally, I know you discuss death a lot through yes. this, but for most people, you don't normally have to confront your mortality in such a direct way. And, uh, and we'd been through this harrowing two-hour Zoom, and then at the end of it... She said, is that like anything else that you want included in your will? And James was like, such as? Mm. And she said, I don't know, like if you want to be buried in your garden or... Mm. And we were both like, yes. Yes. Yeah, let's get buried in the garden. She was like, 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said you can do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. So that's uh, so that's gone in the gone in the will. No, no real reason, but it does fuck up whoever has to sell our house when yeah. we're dead. <laughs> and there's another way to be forever remembered. Yeah, you know what I mean, Adam K. Oh yes, you know we bought the house off them way back in 2027, and uh, fucking great mausoleum. Uh, yeah, and now next look, to the vegetable patch. And there are people coming. It's like people visiting Jim Morrison's grave out there. Hey, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm going to generate that much traffic. Well, you might if the way you go oh, is yeah. so, you know, it's just so outrageous and yeah. and just keeps everybody fascinated. Then yeah. you will. You'll be, you know, like who else's graves are visited all the time? Oscar Wilde, Karl Marx, Jim Morrison. Yeah, I'm norm. I'm normally spoken of in the same breath as, <laughs> as, as those chaps. So yeah, I imagine. I imagine it'll be a proper proper destination. But there was an interesting discussion when we were doing the will stuff because my biggest asset, in inverted commas, is the stuff I've written. It's this intangible literary estate, though, I guess it would be called when I'm dead. Mm. And so whoever inherits my limited amount of stuff also gets the fucking nightmare of having to like deal with all these endless agent emails oh yeah the hungarian translator wants to know if if this is an appropriate oh yeah this these people want to do a, a radio version of this book in sweden so they're just they're just getting so much so much admin as a result of it so it's a it's a real poison chalice whoever goes top well, of the list in the world well you continue to be a pain in the Arsene, yeah, even after exactly. death. Exactly. That's that's the best thing I can bequeath my my friends and family. <laughs> the dream. <laughs> so now you're dead. I don't know if you believe in all of this, but just to uh, humour us, the pearly gates. So you're up there. Who is it that you want to see first? Who who's greeting you? Who's saying welcome, Adam? I mean, I, I certainly don't wish him to predecease me, but I guess he would have to to fulfil this role. But wouldn't it be lovely if it was Rylan? Rylan, <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get there. Oh, this is going to be all right. That's going to be fine. He don't, he just don't. The truth of it is, there's probably loads of admin, isn't it? Yeah. Like the number of forms you'd have to fill out and, and waivers and documents. But yeah, so but if you could just, even if that is coming, yes. let's just get Rylan uh-huh. on the front desk. Yes. Then you'd be like, ah, oh. it's going to be all right. It's going to be a joy. I mean, I think he's the perfect person actually, because he's got those beautiful choppers, that wonderful smile, you know, with those magnificent teeth. So if that's going to be the first thing you see, if he's going to be the first person... It's just so so fun and he'll be dressed well Mm. and he'll be funny. And he'll be groomed. Yeah. And he's smart. He'll he'll remember a couple of facts about me or something. Yes. just, yeah, it just feels like a good... I mean... Uh, the only thing is, I don't believe in the afterlife. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm having to, I'm having to stretch it a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, but if if there is one, then might as well be that version. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. 
I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So that moves me nicely onto reincarnation. Animal, vegetable, or mineral. If you could be reincarnated, would you like to be animal, vegetable, or mineral? Does it count as reincarnation if you're a mineral? Well, I mean, we've had this discussion. I think it does. Okay. I think it does. Um, Somebody was very clever, I can't remember who now, and something to do with being a hologram, because that that was a lovely James Acaster, the big god Ollie has just said in my ear, that James Acaster said he would be mineral because then he could be formed into a hologram. Yeah. And will continue to exist. Not do I want to continue to exist that much. I mean, this life has been absolutely knackering. <laughs> I mean, I've not I've not had a day off in ages. I just, you know, I can count the number of lions on the fingers of one Twix. Um I'm not I, I don't know. If I am going to be reincarnated in a way that is going to expend much energy on my behalf, I'd want there to be a bit of a gap in between. Okay. So if not permanent mineral, then I'd certainly mineral for a good period of time. Give me a bit of a rest. Come on. But then if you were reincarnated as something like a pussycat, you know, that all they do is sleep. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. You know, you could... um, Yeah. But then again, if I get reincarnated as a two-up, two-down in... In Stratford. (laughs) I just sit there for forever until someone knocks me down in 100 years' time. So that's the mineral you'd like to be, is a two up, two down in Stratford. Yeah. And and then, you know, I could do a bit of haunting. Yes, very true. Stratford-upon-Avon or Stratford East? Stratford East. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. There's no two up, two downs in Stratford-upon-Avon. That's all chocolate box thatched bullshit. No, <laughs> I remember being in Stratford-upon-Avon years ago and they've got these lovely I mean, little houses, little streets and, uh, I mean, I was a grown adult but played knock-down ginger, um, and, you know, and it was, it, it was about one o'clock in the fucking morning. Just outrageous. So I, I would like to apologise now. It was nearly 20 years ago. but I'd, I'd love like to do it now, but I think my top speed isn't enough for me to get away with it. Oh, I'd, no. I'd, I'd be caught before I'd got to the end of the gate. Oh, certainly. That would be the same for me, Adam, now. But 20 years ago, I was a bit I was a bit quicker on my feet yeah. then. And also, you have got that added adrenaline of being pissed out of your brains and, <laughs> and laughing your head off, you know. Yeah, immortality granted to you by tequila. Yes, Right, let's say you're buried at home, in the garden. Yeah, lovely mausoleum. Lovely mausoleum. So what's what's written on the gravestone or on the side of the tomb or what, what words? I, I just sort of probably just keep it classic. Name, Adam Richard Kay, 
uh, years, 1980 to 2023. And just a sort of a the plain description, sort of the world's greatest writer. I don't know, just yes. like a sort of, <laughs> sort of matter of fact description of my achievements. Loved by, uh, missed by all. Yes. <laughs> just, you know. And it would have, I mean, if it's going to be a nice tomb, you know, mausoleum, you, you do want it quite fancily written, don't you? Oh, nice yeah, needs, it needs, and... yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, yeah, one, one of the, I want it to be a good year or two's work for the stonemasons. Yes. And yes. maybe some kind of effigy of my face at the top. Nice. There's the weird thing, isn't it, where they have to leave a space for the other half. Oh, yes. It's always been a bit weird when I've been to funerals and, you know, and there's a space for someone who's stood there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> it's a sad enough day as it is without that wang in your mind. And now, have you and James done that then? Because you've done your will, so have you done this sort of shared plot thing as well? Uh, I, imagine, I think we've both reserved a, a spot in the garden. I think we'll probably, I mean... Maybe if it's got to the point that we're in separate rooms by that point, we'll want separate places for all of eternity. But at the moment, we're still on reasonable enough terms that we're we're prepared to <laughs> prepared to share a duvet. So I think we can. I think I think we can be in the we're in the same hole in the ground. I think that would be quite funny, actually, if, if, when it comes to it. In, in many, 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 many years' time, that you're at one end of the garden and he's at the other. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you you just thought no. By the I'm not time having an entire eternity of him complaining I still haven't done those shelves yeah <laughs> and what about the dog I know you've got a lovely dog got Is a he... lovely dog she's called Pippin mm-hmm. and she's going to live forever because of I, course because I, I can't I can't uh, bear the thought otherwise so, yes uh, yeah. no she will live forever and and eventually she'll dig up my bones and uh, yes oh, do you want them. Pippin to be if you pegged it do you want Pippin to be one of those dogs that just can't leave the grave, can't leave the Oh, yeah, side. oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, forever yeah. crying and yeah. wailing. I mean, knowing her as I do, she wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like most dogs, really. Yeah, I mean, if she, fa- if she found me on the ground, she'd just eat my remains because no one's put out her dinner at six. <laughs> anyway, and now we move on to... The Will and the Wake. So, you've already said about you and James doing a will... Yeah, we've got lots and lots of nieces and nephews. Yeah. And so in the absence of anyone else to leave stuff to, we were thinking, you know, that that seems like, you know, if it was to go down a generation, Mm -hmm. nieces and nephews. And what we eventually decided, rather than dividing it equally... We give the fucking lot to one of them and cause some enormous family ruction that (laughs) (laughs) they never understand why we did it. Maybe it's one of these ones that goes into the goes to the courts and everyone's saying this is unfair. I would love those news stories where clearly there's some arsehole child who the parents have written out the will and then they have to they go to the Supreme Court to try and argue that it's unfair. It's like, yeah, no one likes a snitch. Just, you know, you should have been should have been nicer in life if you wanted to inherit all the stuff. So probably just gonna choose one of them, give them the lot, and and just light the blue touch paper and stand well back. I think that sounds great, actually. I mean, oh god, I wish I'd done that. In my will. There's still time. Do you know what I mean? I could change it, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you said you've got many nieces and nephews, so how are you going to choose which one? Who's going to be the one that's going to take all the flack? 
I don't know. Um, I can't. I can't say yeah. uh, because otherwise they'll know. I'll ruin the surprise. <laughs> roll a dice or something. So when they listen to this, they'll be like, "Oh, bloody Nora, Uncle uh, So they've got to be. They've got to be prepared. Oh yeah. Maybe it's whoever you know. Whoever sends the best presents at Christmas oh, and the nicest yeah. thank you notes and things like that. Maybe when you're at an age. That Santa Claus runs out as a you know as a as a threat. You know, if you're not good, then you won't get any presents. Yes, these lots. It'll be well if you want to inherit weird Uncle Adam stuff. Then <laughs> you better tidy your room. <laughs> well, that's lovely. I mean, putting the threat on is really good. Actually, I think I used to say that to my nephew quite a lot. You're not going to be in the will if you don't <laughs> clean your teeth before bed. You won't. You're not going to get that rocking chair that you love. <laughs> You know, I mean, somebody else will get that, but um, yeah, it's good. It's good to keep them on their toes, kids. I think. Mm. Are you worried about anybody finding anything after you've popped your clogs? Are you worried about oh, gold? I don't. I, I would hate somebody to find that. Don't think so. My my career is spent entirely oversharing in, <laughs> in in books and scripts. So I think any sort of particularly, to be honest, the worse the secret, the more copies it'll sell or something. So, <laughs> so that's all. That's all pretty much out in the open. That's um, very true. Because yeah, like you say, you've written everything down and you've exposed yourself. You've you've sold you sold your soul. I have. You've yeah. hoarded yourself. It's all out. out. It's all out there. Yeah. I mean, there's still time for me to do other weird shit, of course. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, so that's the other thing. So um, after we had this solicitors uh, discussion, James was like, "What happens if you like die? You know, in the next week or so? You've got all these." books you meant to write right and you know the way it works they pay a bit of the money up front and then you get some more when it's delivered and then published and and so i we looked through the the contracts to see what happened there must be a clause about what happens if you die yeah and basically it turns out you have to give the money back you got at the start what unless unless it's something like the word word is like substantially written so basically if they can still publish it so i've said to james just pretend I've done a lot more work on these than I have. <laughs> Squirrel yourself away for a bit. Yeah. Churn out some old shit. You know the way I write. Just, a, just <laughs> some more, some more of that crap, and, th- and then present that. And actually, it occurs to me now he can discover any number more books that I oh I was just just clearing out the you know the you know the bathroom and wouldn't believe what I found underneath the vanity unit. Six, six more books. <laughs> that's that's brilliant. That would be the perfect fraud, actually, yeah. for, for James to continue earning money. Yeah. After you've pegged it, it's like, yeah, yeah, I've just found a novella in the <laughs> bread bin. Yeah. Who'd have thought? He wrote all these poems. <laughs> And a rom-com. <laughs> there it is. Wow. Look at this. Yes. Look at this. Jennifer Aniston has said she'll do it <laughs> already. I mean, the the truth is he's he's much more successful and interesting as a 
<laughs> I just got more earning potential than I do in any case. I'm sure he won't he won't rely on that. But I mean, it's a, it's certainly a way of squeezing the money out of the uh, out of the, <laughs> the, the. But it's the also contracts. another way of keeping your fame going. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which is, That's another headline. That's it. Another manuscript discovered. Yes. yes. By world's greatest author Adam Kay. That's it. Like if they discover. I wonder, did they discover any of Shakespeare's stuff after he'd gone? I wonder. That's one. That's not a question for us. That's a question for Stephen Fry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not on the right person. But actually, in terms of Shakespeare, mm. if I have an ambition mm. to be remembered, yes. it's to be the or person... Not to, be. <laughs> to be or not to be. To be or not to be the person who you have to be given the complete works of when you go on Desert Island Discs. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you get the Bible, Shakespeare, and the complete works of Adam Kay. Now that... That's what I'm. That's what I'm aiming for. If I can just reach th- that modest ask, yes, then I'll feel like I've. That was a life worth living. Well, we should make sure here, uh, where there's a wall, there's a wake, that this happens for you. I'm just going to speak to our friends on the other end of this line. In these main episodes, I'm chatting to guests about their fantasy funerals. But join me in Six Feet Under, our bonus episodes, where it's all about you, you wonderful twits. We dive into your real-life stories and anecdotes of death, funerals, hauntings and whatever other spooky stuff you've got up your sleeves. People must have been in hysterics. (laughs) Or they must have been very confused, like, what the fuck is this? Get involved, whack us an email on death at something else.com. There's no G in something. That's it. Well now we're well, now we're gonna move on to the wake. Oh yeah. So we've already done the jingle, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm worried about with the wake, because so far it's all been a bit depressing. I mean, this is what you want. You want, it's been depre- this you is want, a calamity. Yeah, you want The world crying. has been knocked off its axis. Everybody's heartbroken. People are jumping off bridges at the thought of you no longer being in the world. So what's the wait going to be like? Are, are we, are we going to have a dance? Are we going to have a knees have a up? dance. There needs to be good food. Oh, OK. Because you've been out in the cold. Mm. It's interminable depressing few that you know the food is often absolute dog shit at these things yeah just you know just put some thought into the you know the wine list oh okay and just doesn't doesn't have to be old crusty you know turning up at the corners little square sandwich chunks we can treat yourself i just want people to be like oh lovely spread lovely spread because like yes, at, well. a, at a wedding the food is the most important thing, isn't yeah, it? Like that's also, true. I know other people might think the most important thing is watching the people get married and yeah, saying no, their vows or whatever. Fuck that. And the, but, but ultimately, you just want to sit down and have some really nice food. Yes. And I think I want people to be like, oh, yeah, that was good. Mm. Nice, very thoughtful selection of pastries. But I wonder if the thought is to put so much into the food for funerals it's less notice, isn't there? Well, because people plan their weddings for like they're, three they're, years and get every detail right. Absolutely. This is going to be a, this is going to be more of a more a thrown last together, minute, thrown yeah. together. But also, people tend not to really want to eat if they're grieving. Oh yeah, you know. So there's there could be a lot of wastage. Yeah, there could be. So what do you think? Just uh, some sausage rolls. Well, we need, I need some veggie options because yeah. I'm veggie. But I've got no Likewise. problem serving other people yeah, yeah. the sausage rolls. Yeah, um, yeah. 
What do you what do you, what, what do you like? Do you like the spinach roll? I like the spinach roll. Spinach roll's nice, isn't it? Very good. I don't like in there. fake meat. No, that's because I'm vegetarian. Mm. I've been vegetarian since I was like three or four wow. because I've just never liked the taste of meat. Okay. And now I can pretend that it's because I'm very thoughtful <laughs> and environmental. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I love every every member of the animal kingdom as if it were my own brother and sister. Yes. But I just, you know, I, I, I do think about the planet, but I mostly think about the fact that I don't like the taste of meat. And like every so often... Mm. Will be at some, you know, fancy dancy restaurant someone's taking out to, and someone will say, Oh, this is the finest prawn. And, you know, if you don't like this prawn, you'll like, and I'll be like, okay, I'll have a nibble. No, I just don't like it. So as a result, I'm not, I I never really go for the, you know, the one that is indistinguishable from bacon because I might as well eat bacon and I don't eat bacon. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't force vegetarian food on all the mourners. They've had a bad enough day. Yes. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah. Without just having, being forced to have egg and cress. Yeah. But it's also, you know, a nice way of them to also continue talking about you with the hump. I mean, there was no fucking meat there. I mean, that was the worst funeral. You know, when they're they're asked, who was the worst funeral? Oh, Adam Kay's funeral was awful. Oh, you know how to make it really bad in terms of the food? Tell them afterwards that there was some of my some of my body in the uh, in the sausage rolls as my as my final. It was my final wish. Oh my! People are going to talk about that. That's another headline that's going to keep the story going. Absolutely. There you go. They've, They've all eaten bits of bits of my charred thigh or however, whatever bit they managed to scrape Oh, off yeah, that's definitely going to get in the star, isn't it? Rather than just being in the Oxford Chronicle. That might move from the death section to the, to the controversy section. Yes. Right, well... No, you didn't like the sound of that, do you? <laughs> Come right off me. <laughs> Can't even look at me. <laughs> I, I, I am a little bit... Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's where the line is, cannibalism. OK, so now we move on to the death clock. Adam, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here with me. I feel we've learnt a hell of a lot about you. So I've got one question left to ask. Would you like to know when you're going to die? Yeah, go on. So, it would really help with my planning. <laughs> like, do I really need to write that, that play? <laughs> so you said you want Ryland to greet you at the pearly gates. Yes, and it'll be unfair to kill him off soon. Be nice to give him a long life. Let's get rid of him when he's about 90, Ryland, do you think? So that means you're going to live until the grand old age of 98 and die in 2079. How do you feel about that? That's a bit long. Really? We can't knock a bit of time. Because, you know, after 75, do you really want too many of those years? I'd have, I'd have a couple more of these years, but even now stuff's starting to go wrong. yes. I'm going from this off to a GP's appointment. So it's like... <laughs> and I'm going to the dentist. <laughs> so we're, I'm, I'm at the stage where it's all falling to bits. And Absolutely. But, you know, what the state of me when I'm 98? Well, should we, should we knock her 10 years off? What about 88? Or would you rather 78? We knock 20 years off, but that means we've got to lose Rylan. Oh, that would uh, be sad. At 75, 70. So, um, because, Ryan, because you do want Rylan at the pearly gates. Oh, there he goes. There. So he's oh, he's going. going. For you. Is he yeah, going? No, well, he's gone. Ah. Oh. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. 
My producer goddess for this episode is Charlie Morell. Sound engineering by Joshua Gibbs, J. Bill. Video engineering by Teddy Riley. Production coordinator is Archon Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner and Dan Cocker. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone.